Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, everyone. Tanya here, and this week I want to talk to you about identifying your ideal reader avatar. Why is this important for nonfiction authors? You just want to write your book or tell your story or share your message. Why do you need to know who's going to pick up that book? Well, there are several reasons to know who your target audience is, who your target market is, or who your ideal reader is. And I'm going to share with you a few of those reasons today on why you might want to know your ideal reader and when you want to know them. So the first reason is it's actually best to start from the beginning knowing who your reader is. You want to know who your ideal reader is, who your target market is, who your primary audience is for your book before you begin the writing process. That's why we start with the ideal reader as step one in the Bebop eCourse, the Brocket Book Outline Program. Of the seven steps in that program, this step is foundational. In the course, you can work through the different characteristics of your ideal reader to help you to outline, write, and eventually market your book. But knowing your audience is the first step in that process. If you've listened to me and this podcast for just a minute, you know that your book is not just for you. So don't hog your journey. Yes, you may have a great story to tell and it may not matter to your ideal reader though. I'm sorry. I I hate to break it to you. I know it sounds harsh, but you're writing your book for your reader, not just to appease yourself, at least if you want to sell the book to more than, well, you and your family, you have to know who your ideal reader is to determine whether your stories are relevant to them or whether those stories will help to understand your concepts or whether it's going to shine a light on their solution to a particular problem. So know your reader and then start your writing and share the stories that will give them what they need or what they want. Reason number two on why you want to identify your ideal reader avatar. It really helps you to refine your content. I had one client who wanted to save all entrepreneurs from tripping over themselves and and help everybody to have a successful business venture, right? Noble for sure. But her initial outline had the kitchen sink in it, along with the sinks of all her friends and neighbors, right? It was just loaded. So I looked at it and I asked, which one of these three books do you want to write first? So, you know, if you know your ideal reader, you can understand what it is that they want from your book 
and then you can provide the right content for them and in the right order. So you don't want to fire hose them with everything they could possibly know about a subject. There'll be time for that in book two or book three. You don't have to write it all in book one. So don't write a 300 page book because you want to make room for every eventuality that that person, the reader might face. Target your book to a specific reader. Zero in on your ideal reader, not everyone and their mother. Then you can write a normal length book, right? That isn't so overwhelming. And remember, you know, when you're targeting your reader, keep in mind that just because you're focusing in on a specific reader doesn't mean that you're not going to make tons of sales. Quite frankly, some suggest that if you can narrow your focus on who you're marketing or writing for and marketing to, then you'll be more successful in reaching them. And they will more than likely share it with others. So don't feel like, oh, I have to write my book to everyone because I want enough people to buy it. Everyone, I'm sorry, honey, everyone is just not going to read your book no matter what you do. So focus that book and narrow it down to who your ideal reader is. Now, the other thing that it allows you to do as regards to refining your content is it helps you to know what to share with your reader. Does your reader need like an overview of the book publishing industry before they decide to navigate it? Or do they need to understand the characteristic of good leadership before they learn how to demonstrate it in a corporate setting? Do they need to have a grip on what a business plan is before you show them how to write one, right? So I liken this to that whole alien cookie-making project that you might have done in grade school, right? You, you might know the exercise. You have to give a detailed set of instructions to a space alien to make cookies. They don't know anything about your culture, your processes. They don't know how to do this. They may not even know what a pan is, right? So you have to give very detailed instructions in the right order for them to be successful in making that cookie. So could your reader make a cookie, given the flow of information that you provided them in the book? Are you writing to beginners or experienced practitioners? Knowing who you're writing to will help you to include or omit the right information. It will help you to refine your content. Let's pause for a moment for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Bebop, the book outlining e-course at outlineyourbooks.com. If you've ever stared at a blank page wondering what to write, or you keep editing the same piece you wrote yesterday because you don't know where to go from here, you might need a bit of Bebop. The seven-step e-course is designed to help you determine exactly who your ideal reader is and what they want from your book so you can write exactly what they need with ease. 
Bebop will help you to gain clarity, set goals, visualize your success, and confidently create your content. Enroll in the Bebop eCourse today at outlineyourbooks.com. Okay, we're back. So reason three for identifying your ideal reader avatar is that it makes writing easier. If you're staying focused on your ideal reader, it will allow you to really keep it simple. You know that, you know, you don't have to give the minute details of a process if you're writing to experienced managers, right? So knowing who that reader is helps you to determine that. So there's a baseline of information that you might expect them to already have, right? They will come in with some level of knowledge. So then you can write to that. If you write to your reader, it's easier than writing to everyone in the world who might maybe sort of express a modicum of interest or understand your topic or subject, right? So if you're not writing to everybody in the world, you're going to have a better book. It's going to be tighter and it's going to hit and meet their particular need. So when you're trying to write to a high school student, for example, you don't have to spend chapters of time telling them something that only 50-year-olds are going to need to know. And if you're writing to seasoned investors, you don't need to provide all the details of the financial markets, right? Writing is easier because you only need to write what your ideal reader needs to know. Reason number four for having or identifying your ideal reader avatar is that it keeps you focused. It helps you to stay focused in your writing. Will your ideal reader benefit from a diversion down another rabbit hole? You know, maybe not. Knowing who they are and what they want from your book, you can avoid the topics and all those side tangents that you tend to jump off on when you're talking about a particular area of interest to you. So now as you're writing, you keep focused on that ideal reader. You might even have a picture of them, uh, a Jane Doe or uh, a Lisa Doe or a Jeremy Doe on the side of your computer to remind you who you're talking to, right? And if you find yourself, as you're writing about a particular topic off of your outline, you find yourself running down a, a rabbit hole, then you can just put on the brakes, look at Lisa over here and say, ah, she's not looking for that information. Let me put that in a parking lot or an ideal file and save that for another book. We don't need that here. You don't have to delete anything. You just have to shelve it so that you know, you shelve it for now so that you can focus on delivering the book that your idea wants or needs right now. And then that other information might be available and useful in book two or book three. But as you are writing, it helps to have your own description of your ideal reader in front of you. This will help you to stay on track with what it is that you intended to tell them. 
You know, it's so it's easier when you can actually look at it, right? Look at somebody when you're talking to them. But it's also really easy to let the shiny object syndrome show up in your book. You'll be happily writing along and then you have a thought and start veering off on a tangent. And then the next thing you know, you're sharing how to get a job to a mushroom farmer who's looking for the perfect portabella. So, you know what I mean? You're just running off on something. Oh, yeah, maybe you should have this. Oh, maybe you should have that. Well, remember, Lisa is your target ideal reader avatar. Focus on writing the book that she needs to solve the problem she's trying to solve at this moment. And when you remember who you're talking to, you can stay focused on the conversation or the book at hand. Reason, reason number five that you might identify your ideal reader avatar. It helps to craft your marketing strategy. And when you know who your reader is, you can target your marketing to reach them when it's time to start marketing your book, right? Where do you get their information? Where does your reader get the information? Who is your uh, target market and where are they? I mean, are they readers of romance books or do they want business books? And if so, will you find them on different platforms or are they going to be in the same place, right? One may enjoy one social media platform and another wants to be on a professional networking site. So you won't waste your marketing dollars in places where your readers don't hang out if you know who your ideal reader is. Now, you may not need to focus on your marketing from the get-go, but you will want to be clear on who the reader of your book will be when you decide um, to create your book cover for your book if you're independently publishing or when you're starting your book promotion, which will be months in advance of your book launch. So where should you be talking your book up? Where will you be able to build your anticipation for your book? Where will your reader likely find out about your book? Is the reader of your book the same as the buyer of your book? For example, if um, if your ideal reader is actually a child, but the buyer is a parent, you're going to have to Know that in order to market to them effectively, right? You're not going to market to a parent the same way you do a child. But it'll be beneficial to know that at the right time as you're thinking about how you're going to get your book out there, how you're going to share your book with your ideal reader, and so forth. There's still more reasons that it's helpful to understand your ideal reader, but these are just a few of them to get you started. I just wanted to put this little thought starter in your mind so that you can be thinking about this as you're writing your book. It's so much easier to write that book once you've created your ideal reader avatar. And if you even go as far as to give your ideal reader a name so that you can refer to them, mentally, of course, as you're writing, that can be helpful too. And and when you discuss your book with your 
book coach or your cover designer, it'll be easier to say, well, uh, Lisa's looking to grow her business, so she'll need to understand this marketing concept. Or Jeremy is just starting his family, so he'll need to have this kind of information. When I'm talking to my clients about their books, we literally refer to their ideal reader avatar by name. So that when we're discussing something, we're like, well, geez, would Thomas really need to know that? I mean, right now he's only doing this or that, and he's looking for this, that, or the other. Why would he need to discuss this right now? And then you realize, ah, you're right. Thomas doesn't need to know that right now. He's not ready for that. Great. All right. So save that for the next book when Thomas is ready to take it to the next level. Ah, that's a good reason to have that ideal reader avatar. So I hope that you will be mindful of your ideal reader avatar when you write your next piece of content or your next book. And by the way, knowing your audience is important in business writing as well, not just for writing a book. Um, that's talking about a tangent. That is a side note. I used to teach an effective business writing course that I did for municipalities and cities and so forth to help their employees, their staff, their team to communicate more effectively. And one of the things to note is you always want to know who you're writing your message to. So even if you're in an office setting and you're writing an email response to something, you want to know who you're directing that message to so that your content can be appropriate to that receiver. If you're writing an email response, for example, to a customer versus a coworker, you're going to take on a different tone, right? You're going to be looking to promote the interest of your company and protect their reputation by having a professional and courteous approach to that client communication. So understanding your ideal reader is important, not just as an author, but as anyone who is writing anything to anybody. So if you're writing a, a condolence card to a family member, you need to know and focus your words for that purpose. Understanding your ideal reader matters no matter who you're writing to and no matter what you're writing. So I hope you'll stay mindful of that. Now, if you need help thinking through or working it out, I really suggest that you tap into the Bebop e-course to get you on the right path. So many authors have appreciated going through that book writing process, the identification of their ideal reader, really getting in touch with the benefit of the book that they're trying to create and elicit for that reader, and seeing the vision of that book come to pass through that reader. So when you really get tuned in to who your ideal reader is, you can write a much better book, you can design a better book, you can outline a better book, and you can craft a better book, and then market a better book for that ideal reader. So I encourage you to look for the Bebop e-course at outlineyourbook.com. Okay, enough of the soapbox. Now it is time 
for our abundant author affirmation. Write this down if it resonates with you. Post it wherever you see it and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. I choose to write to the right audience. I choose to write to the right audience. And with that, we are complete. If you're still having any issues with figuring out your ideal reader avatar or really understanding why this really matters, reach out. Email us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Check out the Bebop course to see if it can help guide you through the process. And know that when you really understand your ideal reader, you will write a much better book than if you did not. Feel free to share any comments you have. And thank you so much for listening today. We'll see you next time on the Write Something Worthy podcast. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast with Tonya Brockett. If you would like to know more about today's topic, find show notes, relevant links, and more at writesomethingworthy.com. Have a question or something to add to the conversation? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Please take a moment to leave an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. These reviews help us to improve our show and help us to spread the word. If you know anyone who would enjoy these episodes, please share it with them. Have a wonderful week and we hope you join us next Wednesday for another fabulous episode.